Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to another episode of the How I Quit Alcohol podcast. For first-time listeners, please be aware that not all of the conversations within this podcast are suitable for children. I'd also like to add a trigger warning that sometimes the conversations can get a little heavy. We may talk about things like sexual abuse, domestic violence, drug use and alcohol use. And if you feel that that may trigger you, please do not tune in. Also, I'd like to add, if you are a heavy daily drinker, please seek the help of a medical practitioner before quitting alcohol. This podcast comes to you from beautiful Bundjalung country. Please kick back and enjoy. Grab yourself your favorite alcohol-free bevy. And if you haven't already, do a gal a favor. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Monday Distillery. Monday Distillery are purveyors of beautiful non-alcoholic beverages. Live on your own terms, be true to you, and drink what's good for your body and soul. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in the studio, I'm joined by an awesome young Indigenous fella. His name is Barung Shillingsworth and Barung is 22 years old, just turned. He's 10 months sober and he's a proud Waka Waka man, also helping other young Indigenous people and just people in general change their relationship with alcohol, but also their mindset, which is really freaking awesome. So Barung, thank you for coming on today all the way from over there in Exmouth. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Pleasure to be on. I'm so grateful. Eh? Oh, it's, it's so good to have you. So I was recently staying over there in Exmouth and catching up with your sister, who I've known for a long time and I've known your dad also, obviously, for a long time as well. And she was telling me about this great work that you're doing and how you're sober and that you've got this really cool TikTok account and you've been yeah. kind of spreading the message about positive mindset and, and being sober. So yeah. tell me a little bit about your story and how you got started with the booze and why you wanted to change. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Let me start there. Well, when I was little, my dad, my mum and dad always taught me right from wrong. They never told me to drink. They never did anything. It was always me. I had the choice. So I was about 15, 14 when I first picked up my drink. And the reason why I picked it up was because I got suspended from rugby league. So I lost my purpose, lost my drive. So I didn't have rugby league anymore. 
I was suspended for a year and I just led to it, me to go down track. So when I was 14, I started drinking because I didn't have any sport to like fulfill me or whatever you want to say. Like I didn't have anything to keep me on track, keep my mind. So then I drank 14 and then it just, it kind of was like a, I don't know how to explain it. Like a, as soon as I started, it was just a massive spiral down and it just kept going down and down and down until I got to absolutely the bottom. And then that's when I realized that like if you, when you're in the bottom, the only way is up. And that's what my dad always taught me. So I believed in that and I knew that drinking wasn't for me. I just did it because it was like, it was a trend. I don't know, all the kids used to do it. I got pee pressured and mm. it was just like, who could drink the most? And it was like that kind of environment I was in. Mm. I was in an mm. environment where uh, the boys like, who can drink the most? Who can take the most drugs? Who can party the longest? That was my mindset. And then eventually rugby league took me back in and I was just still playing rugby league. And then in 2021 is when I went sober, when I went full sober. It was after my 19th birthday. I was sober for my 19th birthday, but I remember when I was 18, 17, I was taking a lot of drugs. I think, I don't know what happened, but I was drunk one night and I was on the floor at my friend's apartment. My dad had to come pick me up and Ooh. save me. And he put me in bed. He, me and him, he put me in bed. I was drunk and I was just off my head on drugs. So I think I was hallucinating. And that's when my turning point was, when I was crying in my bed with my dad. And that's when I knew I had to change because I couldn't keep living like this because the people around me were affected. And that's when I knew I had to take initiative to stand up for what was right and change and be the better man for my community and for the Indigenous community. Yeah, wow. Awesome. So your dad's been sober for a long time. Gumbala, he's yeah, been Gumbala, sober yeah. for about 30 years. 30 years, yeah, he's been sober from alcohol. I think he quit when he was about 25. Yeah, so. Amazing. And his story is incredible. I'd love to get him on the podcast I'd at one point. Him, yeah. But, I mean, I know your dad, I've known him for a long time, hung out a lot love him as a human and I could imagine him like he's such a man mountain like yeah. your dad is huge and yeah, yeah. that's a beautiful image of you lying in bed there with your dad crying how did he yeah. feel about you drinking because he's been sober for so long how did he feel about it when you were younger before that stage anyway before you hit rock bottom how did he and your mum feel about um, you drinking see mum and dad let me go do my own thing so it was about 16 is when they said oh, okay look they're you're a bit older now they can go to the parties and that but they didn't know we were drinking. We were just drinking at the parties and come home and just hope for the best. But me, I'm like a binge drinker. So my little brother could get away with it. But me, I couldn't because I would end up home just drunk, completely vomiting everywhere. And they would know that I'm drunk. There's all alcohol on me because I'm like a binge drinker. Like I drink to to get drunk. I don't drink just to just to have fun, you know, just a little bit of moderation. What my dad always used to say was drink in moderation, not desperation. But for me, I used to drink in desperation. And then mm. that's when I realised I had to change that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was the alcohol doing for you when you first started and you said you went down that sort of that slippery spiral. slope? What did it give you, the alcohol, when you were drinking back then? Did it help you fit in or did it give you confidence? Or This is what it did for me. It raised my ego. My ego was above my head. I thought I was better than everyone else. I thought I could do this. I, could do it. I thought in my own head that I was the best drinker of my town. That is not something to be proud of, but that was my mindset back then. I used to like video all my Snapchat stories of me drinking and I wanted to be this, I want to be known for something. I wanted to be something. And my ego just arose and just, I don't know how to explain it. Mm. And then I just kept drinking, kept, everyone was like, oh, that's mad. How do you drink for five days straight? Seeing people give me this positive feedback from it. But in reality, I was drinking poison and eventually probably five more years, I probably would have been dead the way I was drinking. You know what I mean? Like mm. how I see it is, is they're not my friends. They're just the people I connected with when I was drinking. But then people that I went to parties with and that, 
I did not have a spiritual connection with them. They were mm -hmm. connected with me for the alcohol. That's what my dad told me. The mm -hmm. people around me were only connected for the alcohol. If I cut the alcohol, it'd be way better. The other people couldn't bring me down anymore because I, I quit. I didn't want to be on their level anymore. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it helped having your dad as a sober person and as a sober role model in your life? Yeah, 100%. But one thing that I'll cherish the most is he never forced us to do anything. He never told us to do this or do that or do that. He would let us do our own journey. That's one thing I appreciate him. So he didn't care if we drank. My older brother drinks and all that. He doesn't care. He's real, I don't know how to say it. He doesn't hold resentment. He doesn't care what you do. He just knows that he loves you and he will do anything for you. And that's when I'm watching him care for me and my little brothers, my brother and my older brother and my sister, seeing how he was made me want to be just like him. So oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. Do you think that love that your dad and I'm sure your mom as well has instilled in you because they love you so much? Yeah. Do you think that helped you love yourself as well? Yeah, exactly right. To see them have so much hope and you know belief in me made me want to change even more because I knew that I couldn't keep going down that path. The people around me, the people that I loved were getting, I don't know how to say, shut on because of my actions. And I realised from that point forward, if I changed, then maybe a possibility the people around me would be more happier. So I thought to take initiative and do that because I didn't want to see my mum or dad crying or my little brother telling me, we well, should quit drugs and all this. I didn't want to be that person. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I thought about my life and I didn't want to be like that. So I yeah. changed. Was it hard to stop? Like even back at your 19th when you first stopped, was it hard considering that all the people you connect with, your social groups, everyone was drinking around you as well? Was yeah, it? it was hard to quit the drinking because that's when I realised, I didn't know at the time, but now I look back at it. When I stopped drinking, they all asked me to come back out and drink. They all asked to come back out and drink. I didn't want to do that. The only thing I could do with my friends at the time was drink and do drugs. We could not sit down and watch a beautiful sunset that God gave us. I only could drink. That's the connection I'm talking about. I couldn't go have a nice lunch with my mates because it was all about the drinking and the drugs. Or oh, when am I going to do that next? So that's when I kind of realised that my bond with these people were just through the alcohol and drugs. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Especially I'm assuming at a young age, it's hard even at my age when you realise that connection might not have been as strong as what we thought. Yeah. So for you at such a young age, was it difficult to kind of let those friendships go? Yeah, no, that's why one thing I was going to say. I'm a very socialised person, so I love my people around me and all that. I've been through different friendship groups, and then I finally found the one with all my friends that made me lift as a person. And that was my little brother. My little brother and his mates were my best friends because I didn't have any friends like older than me. I lost all that connection. So my little brother helped me get back on track, and his friends are now my friends. So I love mm, him for helping me get yeah. back. I was I didn't have any like I didn't really have any friends anymore. I was just thing, just being by myself when I was, this is when at 19, I just didn't really have any friends. And then Gula, that's my best friend. I didn't need anyone else but him at the time. So I was good. Isn't that beautiful to have that connection with your brother and your family um, like that? I yeah. know, I'm blessed to have a, a little brother, eh? If I didn't have him, I don't know where I would be. He motivates me to get it back on track all the time. Just keep going. Amazing. Does he drink? He drinks sometimes. He drinks, he's not, not, not a big drinker, but he drinks sometimes. Like doesn't really have a problem with it, but yeah. that's his journey. So yeah. Yeah, I love that. And he's just doing his thing, but the most important yeah. journey is yours, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you had that time off when you first stopped when you were 19 and then you fell off the wagon for a bit. Yeah. So when I was 19, I went 400 days sober with my best mate. So yeah. So after I went sober, one of my mates decided to go sober with me to help me go sober because he's seen 
how bad I was. And he thought if I could change, he could change. So we both did it together. His name is Taj Wright. He's in the Sober Thoughts page as well. So we both quit at the same time. And yeah, he helped. We both like fed off each other to keep going sober. So it was good to have some a friend to go sober. That's what made it a bit easier to have someone with you, a friend to go sober as well, to make the challenge a bit easier. That's so great. I yeah. totally agree. It's so important to have someone that you're either doing it with just one person yeah. or a group, but someone else helps. And tell us about, you did fall off there for a bit. So at first I moved to Brisbane, went to, did my footy dream. I played for down in Brisbane for a footy team and I got selected for under 20s East Tigers. Well and done. I was going into pre-season. So this is underneath, this is underneath like the NRL kind of system. It's the East Tiger system. Mm-hmm. I was sober for 400 days. And just before my pre-season, the devil got me. No. And I drank for a week straight and I went back and I come to training and I was full of alcohol and I had to run it off. And I, that's when I knew I couldn't, I wasn't going to make it because I was just, I was ahead of everyone. And then that one week of drinking just put me back down. And I was like, oh, I've got to start again. I didn't what, want to start again. What made you start again? Was it nerves or what happened? Sounds like a bit of self-sabotage. Yeah, so I was a toolie. So I went back down to schoolies. I don't know why I put myself in that environment in the first place. But I don't know what happened. I just got to accept it and move on. But I went down to Gold Coast and the people I was with was drinking heaps. I, I wanted to join. I don't know what happened. It was like a compulsion that drew, that drew through me. And I remembered all the memory, all the good memories. I wasn't remembering all the bad memories about me drinking. I was remembering all the good memories. And then I slipped and then I drank for a week straight. And it wasn't even my schoolies. Ah, damn. Oh, well, but that's okay. I know. And then at least we got back on track again. That's right. That's that's what, yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? If you fall mm. off, get back on track. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. What did you learn from that? I learned that. The people that were supporting me were fake. <laughs> they only cared if I succeeded. They only cared if I was the best. They didn't care if I fell. They didn't, they didn't worry about me. And that's fine because everyone's got themselves. But the people that, the fake supporters, they were gone. <laughs> they were nowhere to be seen. Oh, he drank again. Oh, he's, he's lost his career. He's, you know, he's gone now. So everyone had so much belief in me because I went sober. I was a 19-year-old sober. Many people spoke a lot of shit, but... I didn't really mind at the time because I knew personally that I was going to get back on track again. Like my mate, he didn't fall off. He kept on track. He's now two years sober. So I knew wow. if I still had him, I could still get back on track. So yeah, awesome. I'm so glad that he didn't break it either. Yeah. So when I say, what did you learn? Like in terms of exposing yourself to people that perhaps might not have been so good for you. Yeah. What did that teach you about yourself? I learned that it's easy to say no to a drink, but it's the thing about staying on the grind. Like I can say no now, but then maybe in a six months time, it's just consistently saying no. It's easy to stay on track and to say no all the time because some little things could pop up and you never know. Like, I don't know how to say it, but you could drift off and then you, you just got to stay just on that track. And mm. that's what I'm trying to do now. I've yeah. already, I already fell off track again uh, before. So now I'm just trying to fix myself and just continue to learn and to stay on that just right vibration, right level. So yeah, I'm that's good. right. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And also would you say you'd be more careful now about the kinds of people that you would hang yeah. around with? That's right. So now I've learned to protect my energy. I can't hang around people that are going to drain my energy because we all get the same 24 hours in a day. It's up to us what we want to do with our lives. If I have to block out the negative people, and so be it because I'm here to be the best version of myself. 
That's how I see it. Oh, I love that so much, Barung. Protecting your own energy is so important, isn't it? Like it's so yeah, vital. Very important. No, yeah, people need to know that more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think if we did protect our own energy by being mindful about who we're around, because yeah. certain people can just drain us yeah. and we can lower ourselves to their levels. So yeah. kind of I talk a little bit sometimes about raising your standard and part of raising your standard is raising your standard about the kind of people you want to be around. And that's not being mm. judgmental of other people that drink, but yeah. if I was to be consistently, constantly around people that were drinking all the time, I think perhaps over time it would eat away at me and eat away at my yeah. energy and who knows, I might lose my resolve. So, yeah. So good on you. Protecting your energy is really important. Yeah. 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 And I, I say to people all the time, like, I don't judge people for drinking in that. For me, like, I'm sorry, I was a really bad alcoholic. I just can't put myself in that situation. A lot of people respect that decision for me, but just differently. Like, I don't mm. mind if they drink, if they go out and they do whatever they want. That's their lives. If they can control it, they can control it. But I'm not a judgmental person. I think yeah. everyone deserves a shot at life. Yeah, absolutely. Day to day, how do you feel? Like not having drunk now for almost a year consistently? Yeah, so, yeah, 2022, I drank again. And then I met my now partner that I'm with. Her name is Aisha. And she was the main reason I got sober again because I believe that, okay, I failed. I tried to do the 400 days and I can't get back up. Everyone thinks I'm going to be a joke again. Mm. I found the love of my life and then she got me back on track. She said, I'm going to go sober too. If you go sober, come on, we got this. You can't give up. You've really done 400 days. You've got to keep going. You can't let down. You can't let it down. You've got to keep going. She sparked my soul again. And then I got back up on my horse and I was like, let's go again. Let's do it again. Who cares if we fall? Let's get back up. I fall eight times. I get back up again. I get back up. I get back up. There's no yeah. stopping. That's it. Yeah, that's so I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm happy that I've got a very supportive team behind me that believes in me. So Yeah, that's so awesome. Is she still sober? She's still sober. She's a year sober now. Oh, she went sober, awesome. yeah, sober before me and then that was it. Then she said, no. She went a year sober last year when I went to Perth. And then when I got back, she was good. That's yeah. so awesome. So why is it so important for you to stay sober at this point? I think the main reason I have to stay sober is because the well-being of my family around me, like that's the main thing I went sober is because like I already lost my sister and my brother through drugs and alcohol. I don't want my little brother or my, my sister, uh, Dimity, to think they're going to lose another one through drugs and alcohol. I can't let them live like that. I wanted to be different and make mum and dad proud. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And how about for yourself? So it's one thing to want to do it for the family and people around us. How does it affect you in your, the way you feel about yourself when you're sober? I feel hundred percent better. And I feel like, I don't know how to explain this, but when I'm sober, I feel like the universe or God or whoever you want to say gives you miracles. I don't know how to explain it, but my whole life, Mm. when I go, so when I went sober for that 400 days, I was getting blessings and blessings and blessings and blessings. And I was like, why? Why is this happening to me? Like, I'm so grateful. But I think the alcohol blocks the blessings out of your life. I'm not too sure, but that was for me. And yes. that's how I saw So I gave up the alcohol and all of a sudden I got a new car, I got a new job, got new this, started my own business. I was like, all this was happening for me. And then I drank and I lost it all. Mm. And I was like, why did I lose that? And then I went, recess, recess my thoughts. So I spoke to my partner. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go sober again because that 400 days of my period of my life was the best time of my life. Didn't have the stress, had good skin all the time. I was just in my element. I was just 
just, I don't know how to say it. I was like, I was that like plant growing again. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I see it. Yeah. yeah, that's so awesome. And is it still that way now, this time still around? Still that way now. Yeah, still that yeah. way now. But love being so like, more happier, more got more energy for myself. I'm doing more things to help out other people. That's one thing. It opened up my heart. So I wanted to do more things for other people for some reason. I'm not too sure why, but when I went sober, I wanted to help a lot of people. I don't know how to say it, but I feel like I've been sent here to help other people to get through their addictions because they need someone like this. They need some role model like this. Like I drank, I did all that. I did the worst, anything possible. You know what I mean? Mm. No matter how many times you fail, you can always get back on track. And that's what the people need to know. The Mm. power is in the people. So the people need to know. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome, Barong. It's so true, though. I think that we do start to think about other people. And Mm. I think it's like you kind of get this little gift or this insight into this amazing life. And then we kind of want everyone to know about it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's why I started the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, perfect. That sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you're feeling good about yourself, and there's all these blessings coming to you, which is so amazing. Everyone around you is feeling happier. It's so great. Do you feel like it's helped your connection with culture? Yeah, my connection with the land has gone up 10,000 times. When I was drinking, I would never go watch a sunset. I would never go look at the land or look, look at the animals, appreciate what it was really for. Then when I got sober, I started to see the beautiful sky. I started to see like, just one little ant on the ground was beautiful at the time. Seeing a butterfly was a miracle to me. Seeing all these beautiful animals in the sky that God gave us made me just was, I was so happy seeing, all, seeing something different for one, seeing a different side of life than just mm-hmm. going out every weekend and just put my mind towards that. It was good to see how the water, the ocean heals you and the sun energizes you. It was just learn, it was good to learn all about all this stuff and just sober was the biggest gift I could ever give myself. Like it was honestly. Do you feel it's helped you connect to your Aboriginal culture? Oh, Aboriginal culture? Yeah, 100% for sure. Like I think with my dad sitting down with me, because my dad's a very spiritual man, he gets a lot of vivid dreams and mm. the ancestors come talk for him. And I think just this being with the culture and with my dad a lot, this culture through me is just gone. I guess I want to help my culture come through. It's like the answers. I want to help them, my culture come up because the stereotype of Aboriginal people is, is wrong these days. We're here to put a positive impact in the world to show that as Aboriginal people, we have a lot to offer to this world. Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot to show as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so great. And do you feel like that, I want to be careful what I say here, obviously being a a white person, but I know with our travels where we just went around Australia and the Aboriginal people we did meet and spend time with and and people like your dad, who's like, he's so spiritual, your dad. He's so connected. Yeah, he's so connected, yeah. Oh, he's amazing. And and then other elders that we met that didn't drink and they're so connected spiritually. Do you feel like that the alcohol is a real blockage? for yes. i mean it's i guess it's not just aboriginal people it's, it's all of us i mean it, us, it does stop us connecting to our spirituality yeah that's good you bring that up because it's one thing that i've learned is that the aboriginal people our ancestors did not have alcohol that's what people need to know that we did not have alcohol back in our ancestors days our people out there looking for kangaroo looking for berries and that all that kind of stuff we didn't have alcohol in our system. We didn't have alcohol for like over the many years, like the Europeans or whatever. Mm. So it's different. It's new to us. And then we get different effects and it's just, I don't know. Yeah. So it's a big blockage. It's a massive blockage to especially Aboriginal people because it, it cuts that connection off with the source. You need to have the source. It's just the way to live. 
it's like cutting off. It's, a, it's like walking around of life with no eyes. That's how I see it. But to me, that's why I got sober because made my cultural beliefs and what I believed in just everything just arose. It went up as soon yeah. as I got my life on track. But I can't explain for other people, but this is what happened for me. I'm only, I only can talk what I learned or what I've been through. This is what I've lived. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And do you feel like with the work that you're doing, if you're helping other young Aboriginal kids get off the booze, it's also going to help them connect to their culture? Their culture. The mainstream news don't teach this. They just want every day, they just post all these ads, get everyone on these alcohol, like sit down and have a drink. It will calm the nerves or calm the stress. Like, I don't know why they're promoting that because that's not true. Go out into the sun. The sun will give you energy. Go into the ocean. The ocean will give you energy. The alcohol won't give you shit. It will just bring you down. But yeah. that's how I see it. So everyone sees life differently, but I'm only going to talk what I can. Yeah. Look, there's one thing that I found about our travels just recently around Australia and where you are now, Exmouth and all that area. But yeah. one thing I found with my own sobriety and my own spiritual journey is connecting to country and connecting yeah, to right. land. Yeah. Like you say, the sunset and, and everything looks different and slower. Does, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that as white people, so we've got a lot to learn from Aboriginal culture too, about that connection to country. Yeah. And I think that's so important for us, for our nervous systems, for our healing to just get back and connected to the land would make such a difference. And that alcohol just shatters that connection immediately, yeah. just blocks it. So yeah, amazing. A, yeah. And the, the people that are sober can understand what we're saying. But the, the yeah. people that are drinking, they won't be able to understand unless they have a couple of weeks and or a couple of months just off the grog for a bit. Surely there's someone out there that can do a month sober for themselves. What's the estimate time of our lives? Or 50 years? Surely you can have a month sober for your life. Surely. Just to yeah. see and experience it and understand what the sober people have to say. Because we're not talking crap. Miracles actually happen when you go sober. Yeah. We don't know how to explain it. Yeah, that's life so true. Benefits. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing, Barung. So your Instagram page and your TikTok is called Sober Thoughts. Sober Thoughts, that's correct, yeah. It's really awesome because you do really inspirational stuff on there. You post a lot of inspirational sort of talks and topics and things that you're doing and fitness stuff. It's really, really cool. And it's the three of you, yes? So it's your girlfriend, is that right? Yeah, yeah. and um, Taj, it's three of us. We took a break because me and my partner moved up to Macquarie for footy. The main thing about the page, what we wanted to do, was just give back to the, to our culture, especially, and to other people that needed it. Because the younger kids, it'd be hard for them to find someone to learn off someone to go sober and learn all these things. So we thought if we took initiative and we did this first, and hopefully someone out there can take inspiration off it and hopefully helps them through their lives and they can change too or whatever they need help with. My biggest thing is it's in the mind. That's just what me, my partner, and ties with. It's more in the mind, you know what I mean? You got to control your mind, but other people can see, believe whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I do believe that too. It's changing your mindset is everything. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So, okay, if people want to reach out to you, they can go over to Sober Thoughts or to your Instagram page, which is Barung Shilo. Yeah, Barung Shilo. Yep, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I'll, I'll post it in the show notes as well. So what would you say to anyone, like especially young people, like you're, you're 22 years old and I've had other young people on the podcast. What would you say to them just about they're a bit curious and they want to take a dabble in sobriety? What would you say to them? 
You should at least try it. There's nothing wrong with trying something new. We all drink. Drinking's never going to leave. Them, them BS, BWS shops in the corner of every single corner are not going to leave. They're going to be there. So surely a human being can have a month off alcohol just to see how they feel. And if you don't like it, you can drink again. Like, it's okay. Like, it's okay to try new things. That's what they got to do. Step outside your comfort zone. It might be hard, but remember, there's a lot of support on the internet you can do that's what social media has done it's bringing a lot of people together through the world this is it like if you want to try something new you can because you've got a lot of support like example your podcast how i quit alcohol if i wanted to go sober i could go watch a couple couple episodes i like hopefully gained knowledge and experience and then bring it to my life and that's mm-hmm. how i just think everyone should go everyone should try new things and you know it's nothing wrong with trying new things that's what i want to say yeah and it's just seeing what works for you that's right and just see yeah, how you feel you I think mm. that if you take some time out and then you feel great from it, then yeah. okay, yeah, maybe keep going that way or or not. But it's just, yeah, I think trying new things is great. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. That's one thing you seem, you're breaking the mold and that's really, really awesome. So I just want to say congratulations for the work that you're doing. It's awesome. Thank and, you. And well done. And I'd love to talk to your girlfriend, definitely your dad. I'm going to hit Gumbler up yeah. big time to come on. Yeah, and that'll be you, and your friend, and I hope I'll see you over at Dimity's wedding. Yeah, no, I'll be there with Dimity's wedding, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And how beautiful your little niece, Ningalara. Oh, she's the um, cutest, eh? <laughs> she's beautiful. I love her so much. So enjoy the time with your family, Barang, and, and well done. Congratulations. So thank you for having me on. I just wanted to say, if you're out there and you're looking to go sober, this is your sign to do it because in this new age, it's going to be a lot harder, a very lot harder. We're going into new generations, a new world. So it's time to get everyone's bodies right so we don't have to fight. Who knows, another COVID could come out. We need to get our bodies strong now so we don't have to, we don't lose. Yeah. We get our mind and our body and our soul healthy. Oh, yes. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul. I love it. That's it. It's awesome. Thanks, Barung. Have an awesome day. You too. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.